She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure, but we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine, and she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. So happy to be here with you on a warm January morning. I'm telling you, there's something going on. Global warming. You think? Yeah, I think that's it. It's not ever going to be cold again, which, quite frankly, I I would evolve into accepting that. Well, you do know that uh, the environment thrives in nice, warm weather. It does. I think more plants grow in warm than they do in cold. They do. All right. So, man, have we got a great show lined up for you today. We have the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Matt Rinaldi is going to be on the air with us for about half the program today. And uh, we are... Really looking forward to that visit with uh, Mr. Rinaldi. But before we get there, let's talk about some things that are on the calendar. I know that the um, Patriots, the um, Hill Country Patriot, is it Hill Country? Oh, my goodness. Kirk County. Kirk County Patriots. Thank you. They're meeting tonight at uh, 6 o'clock. Okay. And um, they, uh, that yeah, I, I was on the tip of my tongue is their topic. Oh, I know. It is an update on the school on books, library okay. books, school books. I'm, I think it may be both public library and uh, oh, wow. school books, okay. but they're giving an update tonight. Good. And that's at uh, 6 o'clock at the – oh, man, why is my brain not working this morning? It's on Guadalupe Street. I it's know. on Guadalupe Street. There you go. Dieter, uh, is it the Dietert Center? Yes, it is. And that's at 6 o'clock tonight uh, for the Kerr County Patriots. That ought to be good. Listen, we all need to be engaged in these products. Please, please, please. Yes. We all need to be engaged in these these events. Um, and uh, this, what is happening in our city, our county, and our state, we need more voices, more voices, more voices. Mm-hmm. And not angry, screaming, yell- yelling voices, but but loud voices. Angela, straighten that up for me a little bit, because I know I want to yell and scream a lot, and I know that I want to go to the Capitol and read them the riot act. Right, right. Well, Matt, you know, the first thing we've got to do is make sure that we're educated on the subject, Mm -hmm. and to just be yelling and jumping up and down when we know something's wrong, and I I totally get that. Sometimes I, I feel that something is wrong, I know something is wrong, and I just get a bit, you know, emotional or uh, frustrated, whatever. That's all, That's okay. That's just sort of a starting point. Go to a meeting like Kirk County Patriots tonight and get, get a little bit more educated, up to date on what is going on with the pornography, the sexually explicit material, and we mean sexually explicit. Right. Like I was, I was watching a uh, video last night, and the lady said, "If you have taken, if you take any of this sexually explicit material out of the libraries, public school or uh, the uh, public library, you and and present it to some children at a playground that somewhere, you would be immediately picked up and hauled off to jail, arrested. I mean, immediately. Wouldn't yeah. even there would be no consideration." So this stuff is sitting around in your school libraries, in your public libraries, available to children to pick up, to check out, to walk around with, to show all their friends and laugh and giggle and, 
and and destroy literally destroy their concept of human sexuality mm-hmm. in its proper context and uh you've got to learn about this issue so once you learn about it you can absolutely be uh strategic in the mm-hmm. way that you attack the problem yeah and and join with people who are already yes. doing it that's um, the fun that's the fun part of it matt yeah and getting and, to know and i'll tell you what there is nothing more satisfying than if you've been fighting a battle and uh, all of a sudden you look and there's someone pulling up to your right and to your left yes and they go, I'm ready to join you. I, listen, there is there is no thrill bigger than that. Yeah. Um, We're and, experiencing that right now with the Fredericksburg Tea Party, Matt. Yes. I mean, Lano Tea Party, Kirk County Patriots, Liberty in Action in Kerrville. I mean, it has really been fun to see these groups blossom and pull up beside, and we're like, wow. And not to brag on Angela, but you've been working over in Dripping Springs with yeah. some folks yes. over there yes we've got some folks over in dripping springs there's a we the people group there and um they're doing some fabulous stuff yeah and you're making making some progress in mason i am yes making progress yes. in mason a lot of conversation there you know finding people that are interested people finding me that are like wow what are you doing and what what are you what's going on they want to know what's going on maybe they're just not aware that there are already people out there fighting these yes. battles to listen we're trying to save the soul yes. of texas yes i that just I, I i've never used that term before it just came out of my head we're trying to save the soul of texas mm-hmm. and that is where we're at you know there's a lot of junk going on at the federal level I tend to pay very little attention to it. I know enough to be dangerous at what's going on at the federal level, but I really think that I can handle, I can deal with Texas. Yes. I can deal, I can go to the Capitol, I can call my representative, I can call my senator, I can have conversations with these people. In fact, I will be at the Capitol tomorrow morning. There is very little happening, all right? No committee meetings, nothing like that, nothing going on there at the Capitol. Um, I think they're going to convene at 1030 for I'm not sure what, but they are to reconvene tomorrow at either 10 or 1030. I will be up at the Capitol. If you want to find me in the rotunda tomorrow, I will be in the rotunda around 1015 or so. Um, look for me there. I'll hang out there for about 10 or 15 minutes. But my goal tomorrow, and if you want to join me, is to go to my representatives, the representatives' offices in this listening area. Yes. All right. And to go to the senators and um, just go in, introduce myself to the staff. The, the relationships we build up at the Capitol are more important than anything. And we've been talking about building relationships quite a bit and how much farther that'll get you mm-hmm. than a megaphone and a, a, a placard. Um, even though they all have their place. Their place, yes. They all have their place. But building relationships, knowing, going in and meeting with the ledge directors and making sure that they know that you're going to be there every every tuesday every thursday whatever day it is um committee assignments will be made in the next uh over the next two to three weeks right and we will find out who the chairs of the committees are Mm -hmm. and uh those kinds of uh so right now is the time to go to the capitol things are quiet not a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. 
And so I'll be there tomorrow if you want to join me. And listen, it won't be an all-day thing for me tomorrow. I'm going to go in and, and meet some folks, mm-hmm. and I'll probably be back on the road by 1 and beat the afternoon traffic. Right. But um, it's important to start building those relationships, especially now when there is there's very little thing there's very little action right. happening. Right. And so quickly one more announcement. I believe we have Mr. Rinaldi on the line. One more quick announcement. This Thursday the Hill Country Preppers will be meeting. We will have Stephen Lehman on this Thursday, also the Gillespie County uh, GOP dinner quarter is it a quarterly dinner? Yes, it is. Will be this uh, Thursday, and then tomorrow morning, Matt is the um, Fredericksburg City Council meeting. Ah, on Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings. At yeah, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. There you they, go. They they schedule it just perfect so that I can't ever attend. So that no one can be there. So that no one can be there. <laughs> um, here we go. Let's give you some uh, uh, advice from uh, Poor Richard's Almanac. I don't know if I agree with uh, Ben Franklin on this, but here we go. Uh, advice from Ben Franklin on eating three good meals a day is bad living. Hmm. One of these days, I'm going to go through and pull out everything that Benjamin Franklin talked about dietary <laughs> habits. He lived, listen, it may sound silly to you, but he lived, listen carefully, twice the average age of anybody in the 18th century. He lived Did to he be really? twice the wow. age of the average lifespan yeah. of someone in the 18th century. So. Maybe if Ben Franklin says three good meals a day is a bad living, maybe we ought to pay attention to a guy who lived in his late 80s when everybody else died in their 40s. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and uh, with Mr. Matt Rinaldi, the chairman of the uh, the Republican Republican Party of Texas. Texas. (laughs) Y'all stay tuned. 100% Texas on July 5th. He's 100% Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks. We are back. It is Martin Luther King today, uh, day to day. I have on the line with me a very special guest, and I feel very honored, uh, Mr. Matt Rinaldi, who is currently the chair of the Grand Ole Party of Texas, the GOP, the Republican Party of Texas. Uh, Mr. Rinaldi, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um. We have, first of all, I want to say that since you have became the chairman of the party, we have seen some phenomenal changes in the party. We have seen the party move, I say, moving back to its roots, moving back to the conservative party, the conservative Republican Party, and we see that happening um, just, I think, just in alone the the um, priorities uh, committee that you that was created to track the Republican Party priorities. So we want to first of all just start by saying thank you very much for your leadership in the party right now. Oh, my, my pleasure. I mean, like I, I said at the convention, it's a grassroots party. You guys are the Republican Party, uh, and I just just hope I I 
I do your will <laughs> and uh, and am your voice uh, in a way that uh, you know can do it justice. Well, the the the, the elephant in the room today <laughs> is uh, what happened at the Capitol last week. Um, there has been, you know, the, the a lot of these grassroots for now four or five sessions or three or four sessions for me in particular have been trying to deal with the difference between uh, what the Republican convention comes out with and then where our elected leaders, and particularly the leader of the House, uh, where he stands on uh, the priorities of the Republican Party. And we've we've tried all the nice ways of trying to run an alternative to him and... Um, what tell us about last week there were so many so many grassroots republicans just angry by yeah. wednesday would you talk to us about tuesday and wednesday in the house well, I, I want to go back even further because i want to go back two years because grassroots republicans should be very proud of how far they came <laughs> on this democrat chair issue so, so go, let's go back to two years ago we went to capitol brian slayton proposed an amendment it got five votes um, to have Republican uh, Party control of leadership, like every other state in the country does, uh, like Congress does. We're the only state that sh voluntarily shares leadership with Democrats who hate us in our way of life. Um, so five votes, and when you bring up the issue to people in office, they would just laugh at you. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, that's always the way we've done things before. But we completely moved the Overton window on this issue in two years. And if they held a vote on this, I don't know if it would have won, but it would have gotten a lot of votes. Yes. And Speaker Phelan knew that, and he knew the amount of votes would be very embarrassing to him because he is obviously in favor of Democrat chairs. He was telling reps, a vote, for Demo a vote against Democrat chairs is a vote against the Speaker. Uh, and he probably would have gotten, I mean, we have gotten well over 30 votes, I think, um, on this issue uh, against Democrat chairs, possibly 40 or more. I don't know what his whip count was, but whatever it was, he thought that it was too dangerous to go forward with the vote. So he made the tactical decision that he was going to railroad everybody and come up with an absolutely absurd rationale for not allowing a vote. Yeah. Um, and ultimately what he did was rule it out of order. And just so everybody knows, because I know when they're talking to their reps, their reps like to obfuscate, go, oh, well, it was an illegal amendment. It was against rules. It was not against rules. Everybody knows it. It was laughable. It was uh, a complete abuse of power. What they effectively said was because the Republican Party was advocating for this, to pass it would be to use uh, state resources for political purposes. Like, what? Yeah. Well, did you just outlaw the entire legislative session? Are you saying if any party advocates for an issue that it's now a political issue and you can't spend state resources on it? I mean, aside from the fact that you have party caucuses meeting in capital rooms and you're spending state money on party caucuses, right? Uh, effectively, I mean, it, it was just a completely contrived rationale. They they were passed around. They cited two attorney general opinions, which basically said that the chairman of the Republican Party is not a state officer and precinct chairs are not subject are not state i mean are not elected officials such that they have, they're subject to the resign to run uh, uh, provisions of the constitution so basically what they said was because the chairman of the republican party isn't a state official we can't do anything that the republican party said 
what? Mm, wow. <laughs> didn't make any sense. No. So, um, you know, I could tell you as chair, um, you know, I, 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 I preside over the state convention. I make point of order rulings. And as a chair, you know, you make, you, you might come up with something that's out of order, but in the end, you want to run an efficient convention, right? Mm-hmm. And your point of order rulings, you want to make sure that the body does not feel railroaded. Like there are a few things that were out of order at the convention that right. I could have ruled on that actually the parliamentarian told me to rule out of order. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, because they're going to turn on me if I, if I don't want to vote on that. Right. So I let the convention vote on it. You know what? They voted the right way every time. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was great. Um, so... You know, I don't want people to feel like they're being railroaded. He took a big risk by doing that. Yeah. Because he came up with an absurd ruling that had no basis and rolled over his state reps. And he let them know, you guys have no power. I have all the power. Uh, What are you going to do about it? And he bet that they were going to do nothing. Mm. We shall see. You know, Angela. (laughs) Um, They certainly did nothing that day. Yeah. They didn't get the 10 signatures needed. They got six signatures on a sheet of paper. They couldn't get 10 to overrule the chair. Matt, which, Matt, Matt explain that just yeah. a little bit to our listeners. Okay, so when the speaker makes a ruling that is against the rules, basically, when, when the speaker makes a ruling because he's just trying to roll over roll everybody over them. Yes. Um, and, come, um, and not allow a vote, you can overrule the chair mm-hmm. um, by gathering 10 signatures, on a sheet of paper, and then giving it to the speaker, and then having a vote and having a majority vote to overrule the chair. Okay. Um, we did it once during my tenure. On, uh, it was Tim Parker's bill on, on spending caps. Uh, and they could have done that there. What, now, granted, could have been more prepared because you should come into the chamber that day with 10 signatures on a sheet of paper. Mm. It actually prevents the speaker from making rulings like that mm-hmm. because when we when we knew we were going to get railroaded by Strauss, right? Right. We would come up with 10 signatures on a sheet of paper. We'd walk in with that sheet of paper. I would show it to Strauss. Okay. Say, here, if you don't want us to rule on this, we got 10. Yep. And that would make him make a better ruling, actually, because mm-hmm. he knew <laughs> he knew that there's yep. a chance you'd be overruled, which is embarrassing for him. Um, and that's what they should have done that day. They didn't do that, so tactically that was an error. However... They still should have gotten 10 signatures. They had ample time. They had the amendment that came up, and then five amendments later was the other amendment, which was a little lesser version of no Democrat shares. Mm-hmm. So there's really no excuse. Well, we, ha- we should have had at least 10. Right. We should have had at least 10 Republicans scrambling to get their name on a piece of paper. Right? Correct. I mean, that, that could have happened. But it didn't. It was such a blatantly absurd ruling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was one longtime member who's been in office for decades who said that was one of the worst rulings I'd ever seen. Um, even Strauss wouldn't have, would have tried to do that. So we've uh, been talking back. We've, um, we, we need to take a quick break here, but during the break, I want you to think about this and then come back. So we, we fought Strauss. When I first started um, uh, at being active at the Capitol, we were dealing with Strauss, um, and I wasn't quite sure what to do, and then we started dealing with Bonin, and I'm thinking, okay, this has got to end sometime soon. <laughs> and then we get feeling, and I, we, Mr. Rinaldi, honestly, sir, we need a solution. We, we, we need a solution. Is that a fair question for you to answer when we come back from a break? 
Absolutely. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to Matt Rinaldi, who is the chairman of the Grand Ole Party of Texas, the Republican Party of Texas, Mr. Rat- Matt Rinaldi, and we'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. He's president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. We have Angela Smith in the studio, Matt Long in the studio, and on the phone with us is Mr. Matt Rinaldi, who is the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, and both Angela and I are very proud of the work he's been doing and are very grateful for the direction that he has taken the Republican Party. Our, there, to, to me, there is a disconnect between our elected officials with an R behind their name, those in uh, positions of power, and, of course, um, we're naming names. Dade Phelan is the most frustrating one for me. We, we going back to Strauss, then Bonin, and now Phelan, we need a solution. The grassroots are begging for a solution to this situation. Matt, what can we do, sir? Well, what do you define as the situation? <laughs> is the situ? I mean, the situ. What is the situation you're referring to? The the speakership and, and what's happening in the House with Democrats uh, controlling yes. so much. Yeah, the situation is a, a a speaker of the House elected by the majority of. Well, he was elected by his his. Uh, he was elected originally yeah. by Republicans in his his district, um, and then he uh, gains power in uh, in Austin as the speaker, and then tends to ignore the platform and the priorities of the Republican grassroots, and that is so frustrating. You know, we spend thousands of man hours working on that platform and priorities. To only have it shot down by a single person in the Texas House who has an R by his name—that's the situation that we're so frustrated with. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's—it is frustrating, and we need to keep working because, um, you know, the 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 speaker right now um, is living in, regardless of being anti-Republican platform. I think he's conservative on a lot of these issues, but for a lot of the state legislators, I mean, personally conservative, he just doesn't do it in practice. But a lot of these state legislators, their, their church has almost become the legislature. Mm. <laughs> they, they, are, they are devoted to this fiction and fantasy that there is some like bipartisan consensus out there that if only they have devotion to the, these long tradition of sharing power with Democrats that they will find and be better than all of these partisan chambers all over the United States and every other state in Congress. It's a fantasy and requires as much faith (laughs) as, as, Mm -hmm. as anything else. Um, Like you heard the the speaker said this week, right? The reason why he has Democrat shares is a longstanding tradition, right? A lot of the stuff we do in the house is not Republican Democrat and there are committees that aren't partisan. So I see no reason why I can't look to some of my Democratic colleagues to lead those committees. There are some committees that aren't partisan, 
He appointed a Democrat to chair public education. Public education in Texas. A Democrat. And what is, what is the biggest issue of the country right now? Our kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Protecting our kids from Democrat sexualization in schools, from porn in schools, uh, from ideas of gender ideology, critical race theory, and all of those were issues when he appointed this Democrat to chair public education. So that's ridiculous. There isn't an issue today that is not partisan because Democrats believe in a completely different reality. I mean, when one party believes men can get pregnant, do you think there are issues that are going to be bipartisan? There, there are no issues that are going to be bipartisan, and there are no committees that are nonpartisan. So that, that's what I think the big issue is. And I think what we need to do as Republicans is we need to turn more people out in the primaries because that's where we get to vet these people. That's where we keep them scared of us. Um, and they need to be more scared of us as the grassroots than they are of the speaker. Mm. And then they'll vote our way. And, and we're having an effect, by the way. That's why I brought it up. We had five votes against Democrat chairs two years ago. Now, well in excess of 30. Yep. This, this, this practice is not long for this world. And then once you change that, you change the entire power base of the House. Mm-hmm. And political incentives change. Things will change. Okay? That's long term. So keep up what you're doing. It is working. Uh, secondly, I think we need to support our Republicans in the Senate who have been very, very vocal in their support of the party priorities. And the, legislative, and the legislative priorities of the party and the grassroots. Uh, I know Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick reaches out to me regularly and says, talks about the legislative priorities, talks about his plan for implementing the legislative priorities. He knows that you matter, and your state senators know that you matter. So we need to reward them, we need to help them, and we need to ask them how we can support them in supporting us. That's that's very encouraging to hear, Matt. I'm I uh, I was wondering about that because sometimes I don't necessarily hear from Lieutenant Dan on the priorities, but I'm glad to hear that you personally know that. And I wanted to let our 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 listeners know also that you have firsthand um, experience in the House because you're a former House representative, so you you know how those guys think down there. So yeah, and by the way, when during the 2017 legislative session, we had Joe Strauss. Right. So we didn't have, but yet we still passed a, a whole host of good legislation that was in the legislative part, like the sanctuary city ban. Uh, we we had the church security bill that year. We passed a bunch of other stuff, and that was because of the support of Dan Patrick. So it was a small group of us in the House that would throw amendments on the bills, and then we'd go over to the Senate to make sure they stayed on, and the lieutenant governor and the senators would make sure they did. Okay. You know, one of the things, Mr. Rinaldi, that I do on a that I speak to on a regular basis on this program is this um, analogy that if you had someone just uh, land right here in the middle of Texas who really didn't know anything about um, Democrats, Republicans, or all of that, and they said, uh, they said, Mr. Long, what what is what does it mean to be a Texas Republican? And I would then say, well, here's the platform, and here are the priorities. These are the things that Republicans stand for. And then I would send this uh, person on their way, and then they come back and say, wait a minute, you've got a Speaker of the House who wants casinos. That's the, the plank that says we don't want casinos in the uh, Republican Party. 
We've got uh, a Speaker of the House, a, a Republican who is pushing back for, who still wants to have corporate welfare in the form of 313s, and we believe that those are going to come through. How do, how do I then answer this person who comes back to me and says, well, these guys have that R by their name, but they sure don't, they sure don't seem to be lining up with the platform and the priority. How, how do I explain that to someone? I mean, I would say here in Texas, you know, we, we do have a problem, and and that problem is that uh, is born from this longstanding practice of sharing leadership with Democrats in the Texas House. We're working to end it. We plan on ending it soon. However, we have a, a very strongly conservative state Senate that passed, by the way, every single from our eight priorities last session. I think the Senate in the previous three sessions had passed every single priority out of the Senate in the previous three sessions that we had last time as a party. So we have a lot to be optimistic about because okay. we do have an entire chamber, you know, passing our priorities. Um, but, you know, we have a problem with the Texas House and sharing leadership with Democrats and what results from that. Um, and we're working to fix it. And we do have a leg up on other states, though, because we have a strong grassroots. and so we need to keep it up. When I talk to my friends from other states, Alabama, Mississippi, other Republican states, they're amazed at what we do here. Hmm. Because you know what? When their state reps uh, vote against leadership, they get cut off hmm. from all funding, from all support, and then they lose. Hmm. They have zero support. Their grassroots support is much, much lower than ours is. We have one of the strongest grassroots, one of the most informed grassroots in the country. So our conservative state reps are far more supported than they would be in any other state in the country except for maybe one or two. So we do know that, and it's been interesting to see, I've been seeing stuff on social media and emails and newsletters and what have you that, well, so-and-so is the chair of such-and-such committee. Um, committee makeups have not been created yet. I, if I, I know they haven't been, I'm th- I was about to ask you if they had, but I know they haven't been. Yeah. That's still several weeks out. Is there anything we can do? Grassroots can do in the next couple of weeks to possibly influence um, that those decisions being made by the Speaker of the House. Yeah, call the Speaker. Um, I wish I had the number handy right now, but I oh, don't. We'll, we'll so I call the speaker's office. I mean, he, he he can still get rid of Democrat chairs. Yes. He has a month to do it. Um, so absolutely. I, 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 we're, we're running radio ads in his district. The Republican Party's running radio ads asking people in his district to call him and tell him not to appoint Democrats to positions of power. And I think other people should as well. Absolutely. Uh, this, this, is, this isn't over. Even though he's indicated he supports Democrats in these positions, we can still change his mind. Try to change his mind. And um, his his district, he's down in uh, Beaumont, isn't he? Like, doesn't he kind of go from like Beaumont Orange and over to the Louisiana border? Is that his map? Yeah, it's a very conservative area. Um, actually, it was uh, Orange Orange County in his district was one of the highest percentages of Republican primary voters that opposed Democrat committee chairs. Wow, uh, I think it was eighty-eight percent in Orange County. That was the highest in the state. So he's in one of not only the most conservative districts, but also one of the districts that had the highest percentage of people against what he's doing. Mm. 
This is and and folks, what we're referring to here is during the primary last year. Um, I called them polls um, during the primary. We know that Republicans, you know, vote in the Republican primary, et cetera, et cetera. And so we take this opportunity every two years to put uh, resolutions on there. They have no legal standing uh, to me. They are polls. And when we look at that poll that we took during the primary, it it was it was everything was over eighty percent. Um, and uh, Democrat committee chairs was on there stopping the sexual of our kids do you you brought that up earlier the sexualization of our kids whether it be library books or 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 tranny um uh, uh, indoctrination indoctrination yeah. where do you think that any of the bills anything like that do you think we have a chance on those this year of defeating some of this insanity going on in our schools with our children um i think it's going to be but the big thing that they like to do is take an issue of the day and then pass a bill that they can go on Fox News and say they did something about it and didn't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be you know, critical race theory still being taught in public schools in Texas. Right. For whatever reason, that didn't work. Um, you know, interestingly enough, Sanctuary City bill that we rewrote in 2017 from a bill that was watered down to, to a strong bill, uh, you don't hear much about that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and we actually wrote a strong bill. So that's going to be our goal. Our goal is going to be when they take these measures up to make sure that the bill does something. Right. And that's why I'm right. grateful to Jill Glover of our Legislative Priorities Committee who's reading the bills and, and our SRA team members who are going to work through those issues and let everybody know what each of the bills does. Listen, you brought up Jill Glover. Folks, there is a there this is an outstanding way for you to get engaged this year if you want to. This is a relatively new idea that we have a someone from the SREC who has created a committee to follow the priorities of the of the Republican priorities. And she has created subcommittees for each one of those priorities. And so they're almost like what we call here at the Fredericksburg Tea Party, we call them focus groups. If you want to get involved with tracking these priorities through the Republican Party, you just need to go to it's TexasGOP.org. Texas is that That's the website, correct. right? Mm-hmm. TexasGOP.org. Look for the priorities. There, is, there are the names of all the uh, different subcommittees for tracking the Republican priorities. This is an amazing way for you to get involved, and you won't be invent, reinventing the wheel. Jill Glover is an amazing woman. We have a tremendous amount of respect and love for Jill and for her for her willingness to fight and stand up. Folks, this is an opportunity. You can step right into something that is functioning, that is working well, that has a mission over the next uh, 130 days, uh, 135 days, and I I can't tell you how important it is for your average, for grassroots, our grassroots, and I'm speaking to our people here in the Hill Country who are, for the most part, Mr. Rinaldi, we're less than an hour and a half away from the Capitol. And so the, the audience you're speaking to right now over the air they can get to Austin, do something, and be home that same day as opposed to some of the uh, grassroots in say El Paso or Tyler. Um, we have about, we just have a minute or two left, and Mr. Rinaldi, I want to give you the last couple of minutes to, for whatever message you think is important and that you want um, the grassroots 
to here, here in the Hill Country. So the floor is yours, sir. Now, I just wanted everybody to, to thank everybody for their involvement. We do have the strongest grassroots network in the country. Uh, don't be dispirited when things happen or when, when, good things, when bad things happen or when good things happen uh, too slowly uh, because that, that's what people in power want. Uh, they want you to disengage, uh, so don't. Um, one thing you can do uh, is, of course, support Tea Party groups like Matt's, uh, but you can support the Republican Party of Texas when it has the right leadership, when it has grassroots leadership. Because, uh, you know, by then, the Republican Party of Texas can be your voice. So one thing you can do is go on TexasGOP.org and join the grassroots club. This is like grassroots people giving a few dollars a month. That means we don't have to rely on elected officials, on corporations for donations who try to change our message or blunt our message. The more people we get joined up, the more, the more we can pay our bills off of the grassroots club and the more we can be a more pure voice for the grassroots. There you go, folks. TexasGOP.org. Mr. Rinaldi, who is the chairman of the of of the Texas Republican Party, it's been a real honor to have you on here today, sir. And I want you to know that this microphone is open for you anytime you need to get a message out to the folks in the Hill Country. And um, you um, understand you had some pretty serious surgery recently, so we're asking folks for prayers for a quick recovery. For Mr. Rinaldi, are you doing? Are you doing better? You're recovering good. Yeah, I'm almost uh, almost fully back. Uh, I just had a had a couple discs replaced in my neck. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah, whatever. A couple of discs, Mr. Rinaldi. It's been a real honor. Thank you again, sir. And um, folks, TexasGOP.org. Go get signed up. Get engaged. Go work with Jill. There's so many. The grassroots organization what jill glover's doing there's so many opportunities get get back and let's help the republican party return to its conservative roots thank you again sir thank you appreciate it all right folks uh, there you go matt rinaldi of the uh, grand old party of texas and um just uh, it's real special to me to to have a relationship with Mr. Rinaldi to the point where I texted him Friday night and I said, come on the radio on Monday morning. I know you can't talk. We know that you've uh, lost your voice because of this surgery, and but please, can you talk for 30 minutes? And uh, he pulled it off. And so, um, folks, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, thank you so much for sticking around. By the way, if you uh, need to point people to today's program, it will be up at hillcountrypatriot.com on the podcasts. It'll be there for about a week, um, and then it will be rotated out. I would I would like to encourage you to get your uh, Republican friends who are I don't know maybe they're the maybe they're the little bit of a rhino in them or they're not sure where they stand. 
give it, get them to listen to today's program. I think a message from the, the chairman of the grand old party of Texas is pretty good is is i think he did a, a great message and yeah, we appreciate yeah, that Matt, i think they'd have fun listening to him i mean it's straight from the horse's mouth right yeah yeah and uh so there you go i'm i'm actually a little more encouraged than i have been in a while and and i appreciate that we need those yes, uh, yes we i loved the fact that he mentioned that even last session and you and i've been doing this you know session after session so every mm-hmm. two years we're down there we're watching the progress um, we know that, like for con carry, constitutional carry, it started years ago, right. and then we finally got permitless carry passed, and we're happy about that. I'm, I was happy to hear him say that even last session, two years ago, the Senate, the Senate actually passed our priorities. Like in other words, they voted the good bills out, uh-huh. and it's unfortunate that the House is the culprit they are killing this good legislation yeah that's a shame and that's how important this is if you if you have friends in feelings district if you know anybody in orange or beaumont or that area let's start working on let's start talking to them because it, there would be nothing the easiest way to get feeling out of the speakership would for him to lose his race next time he runs that that's all that needs to happen that's all, exactly they need to quit voting him in to office not only you know matt was telling us mr rinaldi was telling us about how they're when they voted on those uh, ballot propositions that they were the highest they yeah. were the highest orange in the county. state orange mm-hmm. county that mm-hmm. that is absolutely mind-blowing i was not aware of that so you know we've got the head count down there we know we've got the people down there right. and we know listen this might be a race that some of you out there say well where should i put my money in this coming race um and and that might be i think that would be a great place yes uh to start um something on my mind that uh was brought forward saturday there was a handful of us in a training seminar on saturday and one of the things that came up someone said i don't remember who who said it was who, who said it and i'm not passing judgment on the person who said it but this is a statement we hear a lot and i want us to be very very careful about this statement the statement that I hear a lot is God is on our side. Mm-hmm. And and it's easy to throw that statement out there. And I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking, wait a minute. God does not pick sides. God is a side. He, he's not looking down and saying, I'm going to, uh, okay, I'll go with these guys this time and those guys the next time. Mm-hmm. It's not up to for God to be on our side. It's up to us right. to be on God's side. Right. right. It's just the opposite. And so I want us to be careful in our language um, when, when you're in, let's call it mixed company, and I'm not talking about men and women, <laughs> but when you're in politically mixed company, when you say God is on our side, I don't know that that's very effective. And I, I, right. I, I it, it, it sounds a little bit nutty. Also, it just kind of tells that somehow you know the mind of God, that you're able to say, yep, God's on my side on this one. You know the mind of God to make that statement? God doesn't pick sides. God is aside he is the side and it's up to us to pick him and make sure 
that we always stick with him. The um, I've got a scripture to wrap us up today. Angela, you got any last uh, last comments no, about today? We got about a minute here. Um, sticking with it, sticking with it. Galatians six. Um, well, let's see. Well, Galatians six. Uh, if you go to nine, it says, "And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up." And uh, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. But the point is, stick with it. Um, And if you go back up to verse uh, 6 of Ephesians 6, or Galatians 6, let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever you sow, you will also reap. Um, you know, one of the, the verses we've heard here all of our life, and unfortunately about the only time we ever pay any attention to it is at a funeral, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. If you're going to get into this fight, into this this stand for righteousness and for good up at the Capitol, Folks, you are going to be walking through the the valley. <laughs> yes. You're, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death into a pit of vipers. So <laughs> this is just, we have to remember, I will fear no evil. Uh, it's It doesn't say you might have a little bit of evil. You might fear a little of this. It says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And that is, folks, if we're on God's side, if we pick God's side, he will stand with us, he will comfort us, he will take care of us, and we will win in the end. The hardest part of that when I say that is to realize that it may be not in this life. Right, yeah. We may not win in this life. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to look at it that way. We want to win now, but that's not up to us. So nope. our job is to honor him and all that we do here. Folks, it's uh, been another great Monday with Angela Smith. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Matt. So much for joining me every Monday. And uh, I know it's our most popular show, so I guess I have to keep bringing you in. (laughs) See y'all manana.